Well, hello there. Fancy meeting you here. My name is Tommy Jones, and this is my podcast. So let's take a few minutes, talk about life, and we will see where we end up. Welcome to Off the Cuff. I'm glad you're here. Hello there, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Tommy. I'm your host, hey, Tommy. as always. So, hey, hold on. I'll get to you in a second. <laughs> so glad you guys are here with me today. Today, I have a special guest. Uh, her name is Rachel Jones. She is the worship pastor at Grace. And uh, Rachel's going to be joining with me in a conversation that we are calling a worship-driven life. So, Rachel, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yes. Hi, audience. My name is Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And just like that, we've got Rachel. Let's start with this. Yes. Let's have, um, Rachel, tell us a couple of interesting things about you or your family, like sort of a, a pretend someone doesn't know you. Because okay. all, right. uh, although I'm guessing everyone listening to this does, let's pretend someone doesn't. Give them just a couple of interesting facts about you. Um, I am married to Adam. Just celebrated our 17th anniversary. Wow. Yeah. 17th, 17th. anniversary. Yes. Dang. Crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I have three kids. Um, they're about to be 14 and 11 and 11, have twins, boy-girl twins. And that's an interesting fact. Yeah. Um, and I have been at Grace. I've been, I guess, my whole adult life. I've been leading worship full-time. Yeah, so, so let's let's talk about that. What, what did you go to college for? Uh, interior design. Interior design. And you worked in the real world for a little bit before becoming a worship pastor, Yeah. Right? I mean, I interned yeah. um, at a design firm and then... Jeff, your brother. Yeah. Uh, that's we do that because he's the holy one, the chosen one. <laughs> he uh, he saw something in me, um, and he wanted me to kind of work for him. That's awesome. And I was like, okay. And so Rachel went to work as the worship pastor for Sardis, where she was when I met her. So mm -hmm. what happened was Grace and Sardis were one church. Uh, Sardis had planted Grace, which is where we are. Yep. And at some point, Rachel, just kind of tell me, you were going back and forth between two services on Sunday because y'all were doing a service or two at Sardis. And then you were rushing over to Grace. So yeah. kind of talk, talk us through that. Yeah, we had, we had one contemporary service at, um, at Sardis. And we started Grace in the evenings. So it was it was fine. Um, wasn't growing. <laughs> right. It was it was work, I will say. Um, and then so we made some moves. We moved, moved it to the morning. Um, and I had to rush from Sardis after we did our first set of songs. And then when the pastor would come up, I would rush, get in my car, Drive really fast over to yeah. Grace. It's like a 10, 12 minute drive. Yes. Yeah. And for you, a seven minute drive. I would drive, haul yeah. booty right. and get over there. We'd finish setting up, we'd rehearse, and we'd have our service. Yeah. Um, but Grace was growing. And so the move to morning times was smart um, and effective. Um, and it just got to a point where it wasn't working doing all of that. I had small babies, I just had twins. I mean, it was like a whole thing. Yeah. And doing both was not conducive. Um, for really either side. Yeah. Nobody was getting my best. And so I had to choose um, at some point, and it was tough. Um, yeah, and so the, the, there came a point where Rachel serving two congregations, going back and forth between the two. Um, both congregations were growing, and so there was a lot going on. And at some point, I'm going to just go ahead and crush a rumor right here. Crush it. Uh, I did not go to Rachel no. and make her cry. No, you didn't. And now, choose. lots of tears were shed. You cried. But you but didn't not because of them. me. Uh, <laughs> no. I remember she came to me because basically it came up where she was going to need to choose uh, Sardis or Grace or whatever. And so it was a really a tough decision because I think tough. you love both places. Of course I did. And I remember you came to me and you said, I, you know, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, they've asked me to choose. And my response was, 
we can't offer you more money. Yeah. But we'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> but you then, did. I mean, you had to pray, but Grace was kind of your baby because yeah. you had helped plant it. And so yeah. as, as tough as that was probably to leave Sardis, I mean, you know, you, you chose what you chose. I mean, chose. God obviously led me here. I mean, right. this has been an amazing journey. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're on board, needless to say. Um, and so let's let's do this. Let's, we're going to have a few conversations about worship, and we're going to get to the power of worship. And I'm going to ask Rachel to share some some personal transformation stories that she's experienced. But before we get there, I want to talk through a few things that I have heard, like questions asked uh, that that often come up. And the first one is, how do we choose the songs we sing? And um, are there any songs we won't sing? So start with this. Okay. When when you're looking at a Sunday, you and Dusty are kind of trying to figure out what we, how do y'all make the choices to sing what you're going to sing on a given Sunday. Well, several things um, go into play. Um, first one is, I mean, we pray about it and we figure out what sermon series you're on and what specific scriptures you're using that week, and that obviously has a, a big part in it, but. Um, it also has to do with who's singing and what band we have. And, um, but first and foremost, I mean, the, the song has to be, um, scripturally and what's the word I'm thinking of? Biblical, um, theologically. Theologically. Oh, there you go. Theologically sound. (laughs) Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, it has to be theologically sound. Yeah. Um, and we've not done songs because of that before, even because of one word. Yeah, this um, is. I'll, I'll share a funny story with you guys. Um, well, wh- one of the things also I want to say is, you guys will often notice that the songs they choose, they give me some input, which is cool, and I appreciate that. And oftentimes, the last song I will purposely really try to make connect with the sermon mm-hmm. because we don't see the sermon as being like more important than the music. We think it all works together. It's yeah. all telling one story. And so oftentimes they'll let me change the last song, even sometimes at the last minute, although I try not to do mm-hmm. that. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but like Rachel said, there's been times when there were songs we wouldn't sing. Can you think of the most famous example of that? Oh, gosh. Reckless Love is Reckless the first love. thing that comes to mind because yeah. everyone loves that song or yeah. loved. How many people asked you to sing A Reckless million. Love? Yeah. One million and four people yeah. <laughs> asked me to do that song. Which is asked interesting us, for yeah. a church of 800. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know. It's A lot of people outside the church. Internet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, everyone was asking about Reckless Love. And tell them, tell them why we yeah, didn't sing and like, that song. like big churches and people we respect yeah. and big bands recorded it. And it was just like, God, I don't, uh, because we feel like it wasn't in line with God's character. Right. And, and, um, we feel like God is the opposite of reckless. Yeah. Um, he's anything but reckless. He's, right. he's calculated actually. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, I mean, nothing he does is just on a whim and careless. Yeah. That's, that's not what he does. Yeah, reckless was a terrible to me a bad word to yeah. describe God's character. Beautiful the, song, beautiful song, beautiful other parts of the song, beautiful other sure. lyrics. But and we thought about word, can we change a word? Like we're we not sure that's legal. It's not. It's <laughs> yeah. not legal. Yeah. Um, beautiful song. But and yeah. that was an example where we all agreed. We were all we did. There's another example. We almost did it. Yeah. We almost did it. Yeah. There's another example where we didn't all agree. Yeah. Uh, do you remember this one? The uh, song that the y'all cross. wanted to sing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they wanted to sing a song called "The Cross Has the Final Word." We did, right? You want to give give them a little give them a little bar. The cross has the final word. Yes, and so that was sort of uh, the song they wanted to sing. My yeah. problem was I don't believe the cross has the final word. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, if the cross had the final word, it would just be another story of a, of a crucified Jewish man. But instead, it's the story of a resurrected king. I believe that the empty tomb was the final word. And so we went back and Semantics. forth. <laughs> we went back and forth a little bit about that. Is that fair to say? It is. Um, I really wanted to do it. 
but we all arrived at the same conclusion and that I appreciated. So, um, yeah. so well, there, there's thought that goes into picking songs. Of course. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, and just because Bethel or Hillsong or somebody else sings, it doesn't mean we're going to No, I mean, there's a lot of things that they can do with their, uh, 40 people on stage right. and their multi-tracks that they play with, which, um, I'm not saying is anything bad. That's amazing. Um, there's a lot of things they can do that we can't. And sure. a lot of their stuff is not congregational. A lot right. of the songs you hear on the radio on Caleb or the fish or whatever it is, um, they're not congregational. They're yeah. just good old country boy, beautiful lyrics, but songs that don't, right. Um, aren't really unifying. I don't know. What's, what's yeah. my... And you guys will notice that Rachel and dusty aren't singing a lot of songs from Caleb. It's cause they don't listen to it. They refuse. <laughs> They're listening to like I don't know they're they're searching out certain but I have to I have to beg them to listen to there's Caleb. amazing uh, playlists no, on li- Apple listen Music to and music, Spotify just, yeah. and so oh I'll, I'll listen to right. this Christian music but I prefer worship music which you know Caleb doesn't they do some what's your favorite song no or? if you if you had if you had one if you could purchase the album of one group or one oh singer, gosh. who would it be? Just, just okay, off the top of your head. Oh, my gosh. Like, one, like two, today? Three. Yeah, right now. Right this Today second. would probably be Brandon Lake, maybe. Or yeah, Phil Whipple. I figured. I figured you'd say that. I don't know, though. Right, There's no, so many. Let's talk about this real quick. Uh-huh. Why don't we sing more hymns? This is a question I frequently mm-hmm. get. And I yeah. hope y'all listen. We're about to hear The riddle will be solved now. Because <laughs> I'd say we're about a 90... 10 ratio I, of contemporary to hymns is it do you dislike hymns do you think hymns are horrible uh-huh. why don't you hymns. like amazing grace rachel why it. don't <laughs> tell me why we don't sing more hymns um well hymns are beautiful um uh, some hymns are beautiful just like some modern worship songs not all of them are good um but today that's just not the music of today right that's not the style of today and we're not trying to reach people from 1800 right now we're trying to reach right. uh we're trying to reach to this generation right. um it's 2023 um and that's not to say that pulling stuff from 1950 or 80 or whatever isn't um helpful and beautiful but and sometimes it is there's a good place for it but i feel like whenever you're trying to reach a younger generation or the generation of today you have to speak in their language and i don't mean like losing your, you know, theology or integrity. Sure. I mean, it has to be right. um, scripturally sound and, and all of the things. But um, I feel like using music from the past a lot of times doesn't reach the people for tomorrow. Yeah. So that's well said. Uh, I think. Really? One of, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think one of the things we see in Jesus is Jesus spoke in Aramaic, which was the language of the streets. Yeah. And when Jesus talked to a, a carpenter, he spoke about carpentry. When he talked to a sheep herder, he spoke about she, spoke he spoke about sheep herding. He spoke about sheep Well, when he met the woman at the well, he talked about water. Yeah. Like he was he spoke in contemporary language, although he quoted the Old Testament frequently. He yeah. spoke about what was going on, and so mm-hmm. I think if we can use language that people understand, it helps to connect them with God. And I think we have no beef with hymns. No, we enjoy no, them. No, no, but absolutely contemporary not. is what we do well. Yeah. It's our language. We save the hymns for like moments yeah. because whenever we throw them out, it really, it really does. Can it can shift the room? How is I'll fly away a hymn? Uh, it is for us. I guess. Yeah, that was awesome. Sunday. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> we had yeah. no electricity. and We went way back. Yeah, and there's hymns <laughs> that uh, that evoke such emotion in me, but that's just not our strong suit. Yeah. And I would say most churches well, that sing hymns a lot, contemporary is not their strong. That's suit. the thing. You gotta stay in your lane. You gotta stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And music, like the style of fashion, the style of music, the style of everything has an evolution and it changes. Right. And that's just, you just go with it. I mean, 
you know, within yeah. reason. And the, and the holy, the holy, and one of, one of the things that we hear about him, uh, contemporary music is that it's too repetitive. It's repetitive, blah blah blah. And I and I've heard that so many times. And I would agree, some of it is repetitive. Some of it's yeah. it super deep, like our God and our King, or yeah, or you know, one of those songs. But the repetition of a simple thought, like "How great is our God," is what I always come back to. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. If all they left there that Sunday thinking was "How great is our God." Or if that's the way we write scripture, I mean, remember well, uh, most of the Hebrew prayer, prayers were very repetitive. Yeah. So if absolutely. this is how we write scripture, then on our hearts, then so be it. Yes. Repetition. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's a lot of times the only scripture people get. Yeah. Um, people aren't going to open the word for themselves, and so getting that music into their hearts is not saying that's you know. No, I like that. Let's that actually brings me to my next question. Yeah. I think a lot of people. Uh, think that music is basically just in the service for emotion or feeling or effect or fun. Like, what would you say the the real purposes of music in the gathering are? And we're we're calling music worship. We believe it's all worship. We yeah. believe the prayers Many worship, the sermons worship, worship. Yeah. Uh, the greeting is worship. But for the purpose of this conversation, what would you say the main purposes of the music in our gatherings are? Yeah. Um. Well, I think there's several. I think obedience is probably the first one because he tells us to um and uh i mean i think when we come together and we and we worship him we praise him we lift his name i think it unifies us as a body um there's a million things that try to divide us and i think this is one where we can come together and like we just went to um me and a few girlfriends went to a concert last week in um last weekend in memphis and it was every different culture and color and people who have different styles of music it was all together in the same room and it was so beautiful it was yeah. he- it was kingdom come on earth it was beautiful and to see that and oh, i can it just gives us a little glimpse of heaven yeah it does i mean cuz there are, everyone in heaven is around the throne room it, yes. we've read this in revelation they're singing holy 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 is the lord god almighty yeah. and you have people of every tribe of every mm-hmm. nation What's more unifying? And we could disagree on 8,000 things. You and I disagree on a bunch. Yeah. But when we're worshiping together, we're seeing there is a supernatural unity that comes from that. Yeah. It's hard to experience in other ways. One major thing in common. Yeah. Yeah. The most important the thing. The most important thing. And it's it's Jesus. Yeah. I love um, it. And we already mentioned the you know scripture being written on our hearts, but I feel like that's another main reason we sing it um, is to get it into our I learn. I memorize from song, just like yeah. in preschool and in VBS when they teach you the sure. <laughs> they teach you the little songs, or the the United States or you know whatever the capitals. I learn. X is equal to opposite B plus or minus a square root of B uh, squared uh, minus four uh, AC uh, all divided uh, by two uh, A. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Point proven. Yeah. Um, it's it's effective. Uh, I also believe it opens our hearts and our minds, um, and just gets us ready for whatever God has for us. Whenever yeah. you walk on the stage and whatever message God's given you, um, I feel like it just really um, prepares our hearts. Yeah, and there, there's something, and we're going to talk more about this, but there's something so strangely powerful about music that has an ability that even supersedes sometimes um, regular words or, or the written word or the spoken word. Like mm-hmm. they, there's, and I've seen this, and Rachel, I think you have too, yeah. of uh, people who've experienced strokes or something and they, they can't, their speech is is highly difficult, but they can still sing. Yeah, it's crazy. And the easiest way, I mean, I'm willing to bet right now if you were to shut your, don't if you're driving, but like 
<laughs> if you were to shut your eyes, you can easily recall the words to your favorite song. And I'm willing to bet this, that song connects you with some kind of memory. You know, ain't it funny how a melody can bring back the memories, That's, right? The, you can, I'm sorry. I've never heard that. Oh, well, it's, a, it's a really good song I okay. wrote. So it's, you, you can think of the words of your favorite song and it connects you with something in a way that so few other things do. For whatever reason, yeah. for better, for worse, yeah. God designed music to be powerful. Yeah. Good and bad. I'm so good and bad. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I bet you can think of moments where you're listening to music where you probably weren't making the best decisions. <laughs> I can. I mean, yes. I remember in high school, we're riding around uh -huh. listening to like Too uh -huh. Short and all this just, oh, yes. just nasty rap. I remember the way I saw people, the way I talked. And yeah. even now, if I was just to let my mind listen to whatever kind of music, it would affect my, my speech I have and a, my thoughts. I have a good example. Yeah, go ahead. Of how Great. it is used negatively. Yeah, tell me. A good, safe... Um, um, example. Great. Uh, the other day, this happened just last week. I was having a terrible week last week. It's just, I'll just say parenting is hard. And, um, truth it is, it's the hardest thing for me, yeah. honestly in life. And it was just a few bad days strung together and I was just having a tough time. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym and clear my mind. Sure. Um, and so I went and I walk in and if it is not country music day, mm. And I hate country music. Yeah. With a passion. I don't want to guys, listen to Guys, I know most of our audience <laughs> probably doesn't share this. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but, but Please this, don't hate me. Yeah. Let's, we're not going to fire her for this. But, but So you hate country music. You're it in the gym. It does something in my soul that makes me angry. It, yeah. Well, it did that day, especially. Whatever. Typically, whatever. But yeah. I had, I couldn't, like I stayed for like 30 minutes and couldn't handle it anymore. And I had to walk out. Which is not like me. So it invoked an emotion in you. Yes. Instantly. Yes. I went there to um, to find peace. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not yeah. what I found. Right. <sighs> and just for clarity, when you talk about country music, you're not talking yes. about George Strait. No, and, no, no. And, not 90s. No, 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 no. Right. Today's country music. Yeah, you're talking about the, Thank you the, for the tight jean wearing, you know, yeah. spiky hair country Give me music. some Alan Jackson. Yes. Give me some Garth Brooks. Okay, fair. A fair. little Brooks and yeah. Dunn. Okay, all right, guys. Okay. She's back in. Thank She's you. back Yeah. But all right, so tell me this, Rachel. Let, let's talk about. And I'm I'm super curious about this mm -hmm. because one of the things you uh, and I and all this we we all believe is we're not coming to these worship gatherings to just be touched or to just be moved or to just have yeah. some sappy emotional experience. You can get that from a concert that's not Christian. Sure. You can get that from a movie. Yeah. Uh, you cried at Guardians of the Galaxy. You told me. I mean, <laughs> Dude, I didn't, but you did. It was really sad. Uh, I, I cried at my girl, but <laughs> so we believe that music has the power to actually like transform you in some way. Yeah. So can you share some like personal moments where music actually had a transformative effect on your life beyond just a short term emotional feeling? Yeah. Like, do you have personal stories like that that you would of share? Of course. I have a million. Yeah. Um, That's good. Or this would have been a bad question. <laughs> but narrowing it down <laughs> is the hard part. Well, just give us a couple. Um, gosh, one that really sticks out is, I was at a women's conference and I was surrounded with other women from our church and our friends and God had really been working on me and speaking to me and um, really telling me to quit, uh, to quit drinking alcohol. And I by no means had an alcohol addiction or problem. Like it was just something I enjoyed, right? With dinner or with whatever, recreationally. And God had told me to stop and he'd been telling me that for years and I had stopped, you know, I would only do it at dinner 
or I would only do it at my house. Or like that, I kept making little rules. Loopholes. Loopholes yeah. is the word. We've all been there. Yeah. And then there was this moment, and I don't even remember what song it was, but it was a during worship in a song, and God just spoke like never before. And yeah. I it literally moved me to my knees, and I just wept. Yeah. Like, and if you know me, that's not normal. Um, I'm not a highly emotional person that cries just all the time. Uh, it it changed me yeah and i decided to let it go um and i haven't drank since that's cool um and it's not like i had a problem like it was a very right but, but maybe god saw something coming it's, and absolutely maybe he, I think maybe he, he saved something. you from a problem in the future sure because you and i both we're capable sure. of having a problem with it well, i mean that's humanity anyone is yeah, yeah. anyone is 100 percent. but for whatever reason and i've used that since then with people around me people in my family with friends i've used that moment in my um sobriety in that to really help other people and so gosh i'm so thankful i don't miss it for a second yeah i really don't anymore yeah so. that's i mean and, and it's it's i think the story is maybe even a little more impressive in some ways because you didn't really understand why god was asking you to do this because did you didn't see it as a problem yeah but through music and through moments he transformed you and opened your mind to trust him even though you couldn't see the issue yeah for sure and he and he used music to, to, to really transform you in that way. Uh, he did. That's I, amazing. That's cool. I and wow, he, thank you for sharing that one. That's, oh, was that too much? <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think, I mean, you, yeah. you know who I am. Yes. I'm not afraid to share, so I think that's great. What, is is yeah. there another one? Is there something else you can think of? Um, <clears throat> gosh, well, I mentioned a second ago parenting um, is tough. And I, I think every, I don't know, maybe once every couple weeks, I'll, I'll have a moment where I'm just like, I need to stop and like recenter myself. And I'm talking about a separate from my morning devotions or a prayer or something, but like just right. an extra like need to sit with God. We're going to come back to that. You just made a great point. Go ahead. I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and I will turn on like Jeremy Riddle's live in the prayer room album. Y'all, you've got to check it out. I think that's the right name. We can link it in the show notes. Um, and it is the, oh my gosh, God meets me there. And I will sit on my knees and I will just pray. And sometimes I'm just silent. And I just let the lyrics and the music and the melodies just wash over me. And yeah. he just speaks so clearly. And it always, always changes my perspective. Every time. Or whether I'm sitting in my piano at home. Every time he meets me there. And yeah. it just always shifts my perspective and gets me in the right place where God will change and move me. It's just, I don't know, man. It's no, amazing. that's good. It's that's amazing. good. And you said something super important, too. I think for too many people... And now let's sort of turn it around a little bit. For too many people, your soul encounter with God comes through music. Yeah. And if that's your soul, your only encounter with God weekly is Caleb in the car or you come here on Sunday, then you're missing. You're, mm. you're never going to, you may be experiencing some short little emotional moments, yeah. but you are missing out on some of the life changing. Rachel said, oh, yeah. in addition to her normal her morning mm -hmm. a quiet time or whatever, that worship is a supplement to these things. Of course. Yeah. So it's like when Christy and I talked about, you know, you, you got to approach your health from body, mind, and spirit. It's the same thing with your with your relationship with God. It's music. It's 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 sermons. It's you know, it's Bible study. It's all of these things together that yeah. really is where the secret sauce is. It's surrounding 100%. yourself. Oh, it's the armor. Yeah. yeah, it's surrounding yourself with the sounds of God's voice. Yeah, through the Word and through music. Yeah, that's so cool. that when those times come. Yes, <laughs> you're prepared. Well, and so that you can identify what is of God and what's not. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> the Abs- way you know what absolutely. songs you should be listening to is through scripture study. Mm. That's mm-hmm. how we knew Reckless Love wasn't a song for us. Yeah. It wasn't just we had this feeling in us where it wasn't right. We yeah. loved it. Right. It's a catchy tune. Right. It um, is. <laughs> it was scripture study that showed us that this was not the right song for us at this time. Yeah. Um, that's good. I, I mean, we could talk about that forever. Of course but... we could. Yeah, you're right. Anything else? Anything else you want to catch? Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to share? Oh, my gosh. I love my job. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. It's been happening for a long time now. It was funny. I love when, this place. I'll, sh- I'll give you all a little uh, funny fact about Rachel. When she first came into the, the podcast booth here, she immediately started changing everything. Um, <laughs> which when she enters a space, she begins to see everything that's wrong with it. Golly. So she began to, to sort of wholesale change really, the podcast booth. That's my, this is my <laughs> booth, by the way. I needed to be comfortable. Yeah, I had one little area of the building that was mine. And so, but yeah, thank you for the what you're doing. It's a blessing and a curse to see blessing all the details of everything. Yeah. Well, it's been great to have this conversation <laughs> with you. Uh, I appreciate your insight. I appreciate what you do. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool to see God work through you and Dusty and to the team y'all have. Y'all oh have my such, gosh. An, I was, such an amazing team. I was just about to say that. That yeah. was going to be my last thing was just giving a shout out to our team. Uh, people on stage that you always see and the people not on stage yeah. um, that are doing live stream and the production and the sound booth and the computers and the cameras. Like we have such an amazing team that's always willing to just shift on a yeah. dime if they have to. And it's, it's quite incredible. Yeah. And they're good people. And like, they're good people. What y'all see on stage. And th- this is probably one of my favorite. And, and I think we value uh, character over talent in some ways, although we have a super talented team, mm-hmm. the people you see on stage, that's who they are in real life. Yeah. Like what you see from us, uh, you know, uh, that's that's who they are. They're good people who love God and they're trying their best to lead worship, yeah. to model worship. What you see from them is real. It's not fake. Um, if well, they're worshiping for one person or a thousand, if they're, you know, if they're leading one yeah. or a thousand, it's the same. It is. Well, I mean, and we also don't just let anyone on the team. I mean, right. you have to audition and have the musical chops to begin with, but it's also a spiritual of course. Uh, aspect to it as well. So. Well, we would say it's spiritual malpractice to put someone on the stage who's not prepared to be there because you put a big mark on their back that they're yeah. not ready to handle. No, their spiritual warfare will come. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, my friend. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, we'll have you back sometime. Sure. And uh, whatever you want to talk about next Y'all time. Y'all just let us know in the show notes. Yeah, Y'all let us know yeah. in the comments. And send us some comments, us man. What you to talk about. Uh, send us some comments. Feel free to <laughs> like this or whatever. Uh, but I thank you guys. I love you guys. And as yeah. always, it has been a privilege to spend this time with you. Super fun. Hope I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. This has been Off the Cuff. Jones Bye. Out.